Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is table. T-A-B-L-E. Really? You bet your life! The more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... Groucho! Well, what do you know? It's me! Here I am again, George, the winter replacement for it pays to be ignorant. <laughs> this is the fifth year of You Bet Your Life, thanks to the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. We're starting off with $1,000 for one of our couples. Uh, who's first to try for the $1,000? Well, let's see, we selected some newlyweds from our audience, and here they are. Mr. and Mrs. John Arnold, come in here and meet Groucho Marx. Well, uh, welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Newlyweds, eh? Well, congratulations, and I hope you're very happy together. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Or even separately. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's your first name, uh, Mrs. Arnold? Barbara. Barbara, huh? Are you from uh, Santa Barbara? No, I'm from Casper, Wyoming. How long have you two newlyweds been married? Huh? Ten weeks and four days. And how old are you, Barbara? I'm 21. John, what is your age? I'm 31. Thirty-one. Well, that's just about right. Ten years uh, interval. And where are you from? I've lived 30 years here in Los Angeles. And where did you spend the other year? I spent the other year in Chicago. <laughs> Some people out there from Fond du Lac are applauding. <laughs> what were you doing, uh, were you and John doing when uh, he proposed? We were uh, working in an opera together, The Marriage of Figaro, put on by the Guild Opera Company. I mean, when you proposed, you were singing? No, oh. not quite. <laughs> no, we were having dinner at a restaurant in Beverly Hills. Oh, he was eating when he popped the question, huh? Uh-huh. Well, that's what he gets for talking with his mouth full. <laughs> <laughs> Probably all he said was, please pass the sauerbrot, and you said yes. <laughs> How did you meet Barbara? Well, uh, we were rehearsing a couple of roles in The Marriage of Figaro that was... Oh, what part did you uh, portray in, uh, in this uh, turkey, in this opera? Well, I didn't exactly sing any role. I got the measles and didn't get to be in the show at all. Oh, did you do this purposely? Had you seen the opera and decided that the measles <laughs> no, were preferable? No, definitely not. In fact, I was overage, but I couldn't help it. You got the measles, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, your operatic career has been pretty spotty, huh? <laughs> John, that's kind of a rash statement, isn't it? <laughs> John, how did you happen to get interested in singing? Well, I was in the glee club at John Marshall High School, and uh, I, I woke up one mor- morning with a, a good vibrato in my <laughs> vibrato in my voice. One that's... of the biggest mistakes you can make is not wake up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I had a wobble in my voice. No, not a wobble, but a vibrato. And oh. I thought something was wrong. I was lo- losing my voice. Well, I went to my uh, voice teacher at uh, John Marshall High School, and I said, uh, Mr. Sergeant, I think there's something wrong with my voice. I've got a wobble in it or something. I don't know what's happening. And he said, well, let me hear you sing. So I ran a few scales, and he immediately pulled out a sleep in the deep and said, here, sing this. 
So I did, and from then on, why I sang at all the school functions, Sleep in the Deep, by the way. You always sang Sleep in the Deep? Always sang Sleep in the Deep. Nothing else. You must have been soaking wet a good deal of the time. <laughs> why did your teacher pick on a Sleep in the Deep? Uh... Well, I had a good low C in my voice when I was in high school, and that being a very low song, I, I stuck to that. Can you still hit low C? I don't think quite. My voice has gone up a couple of notes. Well, don't feel too badly. Everything has gone up recently. <laughs> Would you folks like to hear John sing Asleep in the Deep? <laughs> this audience is in a frame of mind where they listen to anything, John. <laughs> well, get going. Then. Many brave hearts are asleep in the deep. So beware, beware. John, that was really beautiful. Now, in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,000 question. But right now, uh, we'd like to tell you something. On our first show, I'd like to thank the folks who remain so loyal to their DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Yes, Groucho, these folks know that at a DeSoto Plymouth dealer, they'll find the best in new cars, the best in used cars, and the best in service. And the letters we get prove it. Here's one right here, George. This is from uh, Catherine R. Carolyn of Long Island. George, would you mind reading it? I don't read too well. All right. My eyes are not what they used to be. Uh, Miss Carolyn writes... I just want to say that the description given on your show of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer and his service facilities just fits our dealer. His shop is most orderly, and all his cars, even the used ones, are in good condition. He's a most courteous gentleman, and all of the people in the establishment are very polite and helpful. I, I thought you might enjoy hearing of this. Very truly yours. Naturally, we like to get letters like this, and from all the other people who have discovered that your DeSoto Plymouth dealer is a good man to do business with. So why don't you visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer tomorrow? And when you do, tell them Groucho sent you. <laughs> All right, now let's see how you work together as a team. George, explain the rules. All right, you uh, bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 question later on in the show. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected food and drink as your category. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Eighteen. Eighteen. <laughs> All right, what is the main ingredient of cheese? <laughs> Milk. Milk is right. Well, you're off to a good start. You have $38. All right. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the... Uh, how much have they got? $38. $38. How much of the 38 will you bet on your second question? 35 All right. What vegetable is used in making sauerkraut? <laughs> or sauerkraut? Cabbage. Cabbage is right. <laughs> <laughs> You're really climbing. You have $73. Now here's your third question. How much will you bet? 60. Oh, no, 60. 60. All right. What is the main ingredient of Welsh rabbit? Cheese. Cheese is right. <laughs> you have $133. And here's your last chance to beat the other couples. And how much of the 133 are you going to go for? Uh -huh. Okay. All or nothing. All of it? What's the main ingredient of Vichy Soir? All right. No, V-I-C-H-Y-S-O-I-S-S-E. Vichy Soir, where I came from. 
cream? No, I, I'm sorry. It's it's potatoes. Potatoes. It's a cold potato soup that came from France. I'm sorry. Well, we'll give you another question. I'll give you one more question. If you get it right, you'll win $10. Think hard now. Who is buried in Grant's tomb? <laughs> General Grant is right. <laughs> Just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected a schoolboy, uh, Billy Lund, and his partner is a school teacher, Miss Joyce Williamson. And here they are. Folks, come in here and meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome, kids, to You Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Let's see, uh, Miss uh, Joyce, uh, you say you're, uh, you're a school teacher, Miss Joyce uh, Williamson, huh? Yes, I am. They've certainly streamlined their curriculum since I went to school. <laughs> Uh, Billy Lund, eh? Yes, sir. Used to, there was a show in New York called Billy Bud. You're not related to that. No. Either. Well, what do you think of this school teacher, Billy? Mm, nice. <laughs> Joyce, tell me, are you married? No, I'm not. Kind of wish I were. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's everyone? the first proposal of the, of the new year. Huh? <laughs> I, are you married, Billy? No. Well, things are going along just fine. Uh, <laughs> Joyce, may I ask your age? I'm 24. 24, huh? Well, you're a very young-looking 24. How old are you, Billy? 14. 14. Well, you're just the right age for each other. <laughs> Billy, do you want to marry this lovely creature? Oh, I'm too young. Too young? What grade are you in? Ninth. You're not too young. When I was in the ninth grade, I was married and had two kids. <laughs> and they both helped me with my homework. <laughs> kids turned out to be my teacher. The other kid turned out to be my son, Arthur, who's now so smart that he's written an article about me. It's in the October 5th Colliers. If he tells the truth about me, I'll sue him. <laughs> no, that's true. Colliers, October 5th. Be sure and miss uh, buy it. Huh? <laughs> what is your hometown, Billy? Rivera, California. Uh, where are you from, Joyce? I'm from Pasadena. Pasadena, huh? Mm-hmm. Is that, uh, somebody told me that's where the old folks go to visit their parents? <laughs> it is, huh? And where do you teach, uh, Joyce? Well, I teach in the Pasadena school system in Temple City Junior High. I see. Now, where did you study to become a teacher? Well, I got my general secondary at Whittier. General but... secondary? What is that? Is that anything like a transfusion? <laughs> <laughs> what are you teaching now, Joyce? Well, I teach algebra and geometry, mainly. Oh, foreign languages, eh? <laughs> uh, is there a difference between algebra and geometry? Well, yes, there is. Uh, algebra is calculation using figures, and uh, geometry uses lines and curves and surfaces. Kiss me, you fool. <laughs> you teach anything besides algebra and geometry, uh... Joyce? Well, I teach some arithmetic, and I'm also head of the math department there. Just a head? Would you be interested in an old student body? (laughs) (laughs) That has been in the junk heap below these many years? Aren't you pretty young to be the head of a department, or have you got friends in the Pentagon building? I'm afraid I have no friends. (laughs) You have one right now, Joyce. No. uh... Well, how how did you do it? Well, to tell you the truth, it takes a lot of hard study and work, and, well, you follow some simple principles. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of principle I had in school. <laughs> Doesn't this simple principle ever follow you, Joyce? 
Now, uh, Billy, I, it's been so long since I... Uh, Billy, that's right. And I haven't been paying much attention to you, but on the other, other hand, you haven't been paying any attention to me either. You know? <laughs> Have you uh, reconsidered about marrying Joyce? No. <laughs> Do you have a job after school, Billy? Yes. He goes in for monosyllabic answers. <laughs> Who do you work for? The Angels. The Angels? <laughs> that sounds like interesting work. Huh? What do you do? Polish their hops and dust off the clouds? Oh, I'm a bat boy. Well, you look like a nice boy to me. What's the matter with you? <laughs> what do you mean you're a bad boy? A bat boy. Take oh, you're a, oh I, I thought you were going over into Abbott and Costello. Huh? You, the angels have bats? I always thought bats were in the other place, way down below. <laughs> now, which angels are you talking about? Los Angeles Angels baseball team. Well, they're certainly way down below, all right. <laughs> I'd better be careful what I say. This kid will hit me with a bat. And I must say, that's more than the angels could do this season. <laughs> what are your duties as a bad boy? All right. Bring the fungal bats down. What's that? Bring the fungal bats down. A fungo, eh? What's a Mm. fungo bat? It's a bat, a long, skinny bat that they hit flies with. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't a fly swatter be more efficacious? (laughs) What else do you do? Oh, I take the pitcher's jacket when he gets a base hit and shag flies and pick up bats and take balls to the umpire. Well, you have a pretty full life, don't you, Billy, yeah? And you still don't want to get married, huh? Nope. <laughs> well, is the pay pretty good on a job like that? Yeah, it's nice. How much do you get? Huh? Two dollars a day. Two dollars a day? What about double headers? I'm still two dollars. <laughs> You're a sucker. You ought to sneak away after the first game. <laughs> Joyce, let's get back to your job. Isn't it pretty dull teaching all day? Oh, goodness, no, because... Uh, school isn't what it used to be. We make a game of it now. Uh, what kind of a game is it? Is it any good? Well, to tell you the truth, it's one of the best kind. It's a, called Arithocards. It's really one of the best. What is it called? Arithocards. Arithocards. Uh, how do you play it, then? Well, it's, it can be played like any other card game, but um, the thing is you match cards of equal value in arithmetic, like three times four with any other card equaling 12, like 2 times 6. And it's used in the schools and is also available in the, in the stores for home use all over the United States. I see. Well, uh, would you consider forgetting the whole thing and playing a hot game of post office? <laughs> <laughs> well, Joyce, uh, suppose you had a child ahead in your class like me. How would you handle it? Well, whenever we have any problems, we usually spend a little time with them. Well, you spend some time with me, Joyce, and you'll have plenty of problems. (laughs) Well, it's been fun and educational talking to you two, particularly Billy here. And uh, I hope uh, you'll be very happy in the long years to come. And remember to visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer tomorrow if you want value in a new car or a used car or a service on the car you've got now. Hope you paid attention to what I just said all right, now let's play You Bet Your Life. You beat our other two couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,000 question. I can't tell you how much you have to beat, but George Fenneman is going to remind our listeners. The newlyweds went broke, so this couple has a clear field. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected uses of money. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? 
Ten. Ten. What is the money call that our government collects from our earnings each year? I- income income tax. tax. Taxes. Don't smile when you say that, Jerry. <laughs> All right, that's right. Now, how much money they got? Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars, right? Remember, you're going for a thousand dollars tonight. Now, how much of the thirty would you try? Twenty. Okay, twenty. Twenty. What is the money call that is paid for by a bank for the use of depositors' money? Interest. Interest is right. Well, you people are climbing. You now have fifty dollars. Here's your third question. How much of the fifty dollars? Uh, if I started thinking about the bank and that loan I have in my uh, <laughs> and all the pieces, how much of the fifty dollars are you going to bet this time? Twenty-one. Forty or thirty? What? Thirty-five. Okay, we'll make it thirty-five. Thirty-five. What is the money call that is paid to a club or an organization to which you belong? Dues. Dues is right. <laughs> On your way, you have eighty-five dollars. Your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the eighty-five are you going to risk? Okay, seventy-five. Seventy-five. What is the charge call when you must pay for what you must pay for crossing a bridge? Toll. Toll. The you toll is right. We did it. We did it. I'm getting a big chance, guys. Okay. What about me? <laughs> and besides all this, you wind up with one hundred and sixty dollars. Thanks uh, from the Desoto Plymouth Dealers of America. <laughs> <laughs> Groucho, we invited some dog show judges to the program tonight. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mr. Vincent Perry. His partner is a housewife from the audience, Mrs. Madeline Bonney. Folks, come in here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your Bet Your Life. Uh, welcome to your Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Mm-hmm. I think the powers that be want you on this side, Mrs. Seems uh, that way. Bonney. I'll call you Madeline, huh? I wish you would. I used to play a Madeline years ago. A Madeline... <laughs> Yes, in the barber shops, everybody used to play Madeline and guitar. Right? <laughs> where, where are you from, Madeline? Indiana. What part of Indiana are you from? Elkhart. I played Elkhart once. Did you ago. really? Yeah. We're going down to the theater shortly after that. <laughs> Mr. Perry, where are you? Where are you from? London, Canada. London, Canada. Oh, you judge dog shows, is that right? Yes, that's right. Well, how do I address you, Your Honor, Judge, or just plain Fido? Well. <laughs> My friends call me Vin. What do the dogs call you? (laughs) Are you married, Judge? Yes. Some judge gave himself a life sentence. (laughs) How did you meet your wife, Judgey? Why, uh, when I was 21, I went to call on a lady who had a very wonderful show dog, and I tried to buy that dog from her, and I couldn't persuade her to part with the dog, but six years later, I was able to persuade her to part with her daughter. (laughs) <laughs> now let me get this straight you went, you went to visit a woman who was 21 years old Oh no, I, I was 21 years old And she had a very lovely daughter But and I didn't know that until I went to get The dog was to marry the daughter? No, the dog uh, I... They threw in the dog when they threw in the daughter <laughs> <laughs> They uh... <laughs> I couldn't talk her out of the dog I wasn't But in six years I learned how to be persuasive and I did talk her out of her daughter, who was much more beautiful than the, do- than the dog. <laughs> and what happened to the dog? Uh, oh, the dog uh, lived happy ever after. You mean the three of you? That's right. You got the Pretty dog soon it was four of us. <laughs> you mean the dog? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Why don't you go on your doggy moon? <laughs> Uh, uh, Mrs. Bonnie, uh, Madeline, uh, how long have you been married? I've been happily married for 21 years. Mm-hmm. Where was your husband all that time? <laughs> With me. Oh, I think that's very nice. Your husband is a lucky man. Eh? Mm-hmm. Is he here with you tonight? No, he isn't. Now, where is he? He's in Vancouver, Canada. In that case, he's luckier than I thought he <laughs> You know, there are a lot of beautiful girls in Vancouver. Doesn't that worry you, uh, Madeline? No, he's uh, old enough to look out for himself. Well, if he's that old, I can understand why it doesn't bother you. (laughs) Madeline, what is your husband doing in Canada? Well, uh, I won't bother to ask how he's doing. (laughs) He's in vaudeville doing what you used to do. And you're still not worried? This is uh, Bonnie. Uh, with your husband away all the time, how do you occupy yourself? Do you have any hobbies? Yes. I sell lint lifters. Well, to each his own, I guess. <laughs> all right. What's a lint lifter? Uh, don't you know what lint is? Yes, it comes right around Easter, doesn't it? <laughs> That's when you give up something. Last year, I gave up chasing girls. It was hopeless anyhow. <laughs> But what is a lint lifter, Madeline? Well, a strong man who lifts lints? It's a roll of tape on a handle. You roll it over your clothes and takes off all your lint and your dust and loose hair, anything at all. Loose hair, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what kind of hair will it pick up? Oh, just any kind. Well, I'd like to buy one. I want to pick up a blonde. <laughs> well, Judge, let's get back to you. Do you spend all your time judging dogs? Well, I'm with Stanley Home Products, and I put on Stanley parties, and I have a lot of people that work for me. What's a Stanley uh, party? You all get steamed up? Or? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're judging a dog, uh, what do you look for besides fleas? Uh, let's say I'm a champion Boston Terrier. Now, now, you judge me. I want to see how it's done. Well, first of all, I look for your markings. Then I look for the length of your muzzle. And I look to see how your neck is arched and uh, whether you have a hump on your back or whether your back is straight. And then I see how your legs are placed under you. And then uh, I look for that wonderful, intelligent expression in your eyes that Boston Terrier has. Well, I don't think it looks like I'm going to get any blue ribbons. But it wouldn't hurt you to throw me a bone, Judge. Well, it's been fun talking to you two, and now uh, you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,000 question. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but George is going to remind our listeners. The teacher and the bat boy won $160. All right, here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected famous American women. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Fifteen. Fifteen? Talk right up. All right. Now, who is America's sweetheart? Mary Pickford. Mary Pickford. See, he's from Canada. $35. Now, remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the $30, $35 will you bet on this one? Uh, 20 30 Okay. 30 Okay. Lady, what was the name of the woman who chopped up saloons with her hatchet? Carrie Nation. Carrie Nation is right. <laughs> You're really climbing. You have $65. Well, you're going for $1,000. How much of the... Uh, 65 65 How much of the 65 will you bet? 40 60 60 he said. 60 What poetess wrote the battle hymn of the Republic? 
Oh. Put your heads together and think now. Harriet's mm. uh, speech is Stowe. No, no, you were in the direction, but it, it was Julia <laughs> Ward Howe. Uh. I'm, I'm sorry. You've fallen to five dollars. Sorry. Five dollars, all right. Now, how much are you going to bet? Five. Five. Shoot the works. What was the name of the authoress who wrote Uncle Tom's Cabin? Uh, Harriet Beecher Stowe. Harriet Beecher Stowe. You were just one question for Larry. And you wind up with ten dollars. Well, I'm sorry you didn't win more, but better luck next time. And thanks from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And that means that the Bat Boy and the teacher with $160 in just one minute get the chance of the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Friends, you've heard us say many times, no safer car was ever built than the beautiful new DeSoto. And there are lots of reasons why this is true. For example, safety rim wheels, one of the most remarkable safety features ever built into an automobile. Safety rim wheels are designed for your protection. Yes, for the protection of your family in case you have a blowout. Here's the story. On the ordinary wheel... A blown-out tire often comes off the rim, and that, of course, makes steering extremely difficult. But on DeSoto, it's different. In the event of a blowout, DeSoto's safety rim wheels with protective ridges hold the tire securely on the rim. This helps you maintain complete steering control. This helps you bring your DeSoto from practically any speed to a smooth, straight-line stop. If you've ever seen DeSoto's famous blowout test on television then you've seen actual proof of what safety rim wheels can do. You've seen how even after a deliberate blowout, DeSoto continues straight as an arrow right along the test highway. Now, isn't this the kind of car you'd like for your family? Is it any wonder we say, no safer car was ever built than the beautiful new DeSoto? Just remember, safety rim wheels are but one of the great features that make the new DeSoto a top car value. So see it tomorrow at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers and drive it. It's a sure thing you'll decide on DeSoto. And here they are, the winning couple, the Bat Boy and the teacher, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Here we go for $1,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help in the audience. Here it is. One of the great jewels of the world is supposed to bring bad luck to its owners. It is now out of circulation until 1967 because of the will of its last owner, the late Evelyn Walsh McLean. What is the name of this fabulous gem? What is the answer you two have decided upon? The Welsh diamond. No, it was the Hope diamond. It was a very well-known diamond. <laughs> I'm sorry. The correct answer is the Hope diamond, so that means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. Well, you lost the big money, but you won how much in the quiz, George? $160. Well, quiz. that's not too bad for a bad boy and a school teacher. Congratulations, <laughs> and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight.
Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,500. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... Just be sure to visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Pay heed to these walking rules. Obey signals, cross at corners, look before crossing. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith, music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. (laughs) 